Good morning, Devin Wilkins. Good morning, Simon Trevoranis. And we've got echoes. <laughs> yes, I've got an echo too. We'll see what yeah. we can do about that in between. All right. Well, uh, happy um, International Women's Day, everybody. And uh, we'll have someone on later to talk about her life as a woman with a disability. And she's a fairly dynamic lady, so we'll ch chat with her and uh, talk about other dynamic women in Peterborough. Yes, we're having echoes, so if <laughs> I sound a little distracted, it's because I am. It's pretty, it's pretty tough to talk when you can hear your own voice. Yes, that's right. Anyway, welcome to Insight Peterborough, and it is a show presented by the Peterborough chapter of the Canadian Council of the Blind and... Big Idea at Innovation Cluster. All right. Let's begin with a song about the Olympics. Now, no, this isn't time for the Olympics, but yesterday, three athletes and some coaches boarded a plane to go to all the way over to Abu Dhabi. And two of those people are going to be participating with Team Canada uh, in the soccer tournament. And the other lady is going to be bowling. And last Friday night, Simon and I went to a send-off party for them. And we'll have a chat with them. And um, in the meantime, though... Let's start with, shall we do Stomping Tom? Um, Stomping Tom, the Olympic song. All the way from Mount Olympus, here they come. The athlete, the torch, and the flame, bringing sacred fire goodwill, courage, and desire to the heart of the world Olympic Games. Swifter, higher, longer, the skillful and the stronger, performing for the five great lengths of shame. And in rebel tones, wearing medals going home, are champions of the world Olympic Games. play the best and to outplay all the rest for the eyes of the world to behold national hearts real cheering heroes on the field competing for the silver bronze and gold swifter higher longer the skillful and the stronger performing for the five great lengths of chain and in rebel tones Wearing medals going home Champions of the World Olympic Games 
Vancouver town To Whistler Mountain they'll be found Our champions and the medals they will claim When each hero dons Their silver, gold and bronze Our history shall record their famous names Swifter, higher, longer The skillful and the stronger Performing for the five great lengths of chain And in rebel tones Wearing medals going home Our champions of the world Olympic Games Our champions of the world Olympic Games Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was glad to get hold of that. I haven't didn't have that for a long time, and then uh, I found somebody who had it, so I captured it. Um, just before we get talking, uh, Simon, uh, by pre-recorded interview with those athletes that are headed to Abu Dhabi, I wonder if they're there yet. I wonder. Uh, I, I'm not sure what time their flight was. I don't know. I just wanted uh, us to have a little chat about the difference between the Olympics and the Paralympics and Special Olympics, because we didn't get talking to the athletes about that. Yeah, I'm not sure if everybody knows that kind of stuff. No. The, the Olympics are, are what you hear every four years, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, we hear a lot about whether... Cities want to um, take on the bill of of hosting the Olympics Mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. Uh, Paralympics are for people with various types of disability, uh, blind or visually impaired, uh, mobility impaired, um, people with cerebral palsy, and uh, I should maybe say people who use wheelchairs and people with cerebral palsy and then uh, people with uh, various types of amputations. Yeah, can I read what it's... What oh, it, yeah. Uh, so I it says, including impaired muscle power, impaired passive range of movement, limb deficiency, leg length difference, short stature, hypertonia, ataxia, athestosis, vision impairment and intellectual impairment, the Paralympic Games. All right. Okay. There you go. Now, maybe I could get you to look up what it says about the Special Olympics, which uh, were founded by Jack Kennedy's sister, oh, what, Eunice. Um, Anyway, you probably will find it. Eunice something Kennedy or Eunice Kennedy... Oh, gosh. Oh, I just found the Special Olympics Canada page. Okay. That's not the one we need. Here we go. So, the world's largest sports organization for children and adults with intellectual disabilities and physical disabilities. Uh, Eunice Kennedy Shriver. Shriver, yes. Shriver, if that's how you pronounce it properly. In 1968 in Washington, U.S., 68, so that's a few years ago, 50. Well, yes, they're just celebrating their 50th anniversary this year. Well, yeah. Very cool. This year, kind of, you know, end of 19 mm-hmm. as well. So. Yeah, yeah, but it's been around for a while, and 
it sounds like all of them have. So it's great that there's such a, a high level of competition and, and community around, uh, around sport. Yeah. Pretty cool. 50 years old. Right. Way to go. Yeah, exactly. And Peterborough's sending some of, uh, some of our best. That's right. To um, be included in Team Canada, which is really uh, an honor. And uh, Simon and I braved the loud music and the bright lights to uh, uh, interview them last uh, Friday night at the uh, Knights of Columbus Hall. And here's the interview. Well, before we go in there, I mean, holy cow, the Special Olympics know how to party. That's for sure. Do they ever? Yeah, one heck of a party. Yeah. Electronic, like like uh, lights everywhere, and and people dancing everywhere, and everyone's having fun. <laughs> it was a it was it was a great night. Yeah. Right on. Okay, so here's the here's the interview. Well, as you might be able to tell from the background uh, music, we are at a party, and the party is being held because three Special Olympic athletes are headed on their way to Abu Dhabi. And we've got, um, now I might not be good with last names, we've got Dylan, what? Sorry, what's your last name? Armstrong. Armstrong. Uh, we've got uh, Crystal Cochran. Cochran. And we have Brandon Van Sickle. Van Sickle. Okay. Um, and uh, uh, Brandon and Dylan uh, are uh, going to be on Team Canada for the soccer. And Crystal is going to be bowling over there in Abu Dhabi. Congratulations. Folks. Yes, definitely. That's really cool. So, um, let's start with Dylan because it's your birthday on the day that we're doing this interview. <laughs> How long have you been playing soccer? I've been playing soccer for almost about 10 years. Okay. And uh, is there a special position that you prefer to play? I like playing striker. Okay. Um, All right. Uh, now Simon probably knows more about soccer than I do. Yeah, the striker scores the goals, right? Or yeah. you, you set up the goals, scoring opportunities. Yeah. Cool. All right. And um, you had to come through um, regionals and provincials and. Yeah, national, provincials, and then the world. All right, that sounds good. Um, so, how did they? Uh, how did you find out that um, that you had been picked for Team Canada? Uh, well, they took a, a poll of a whole bunch of teams that were at the uh, tournament um, in Anakinish, and they. Uh, Decided um, which teams were uh, well behaved and represented uh, Ontario, Ontario really well. So they said, "Okay, this team from Brampton that played for Ontario represented really well. So we're going to take them, and and they're going to be part of Team Canada." All right, good. So that was from uh, Brampton. And how did you get involved with the team from there? Me and Brandon. Um, 
didn't know it, but we got picked by the team. Um, the coach called our names on the phone and said, we would like you to play on our team. Some of our other athletes cannot make it, so we said, sure, we'll step in and help out. Wow. Were you playing on the same team here in Peterborough? Yep, we were playing on the Peterborough team. Went to the provincials. We lost to uh, the Brampton team by one point. Wow. Uh, then the coach looked at us and phoned us up about two or three months later and said we want them on the team. So Peterborough is sending a defender and a striker. Yeah. Yeah. That's All pretty right. cool. Right on. Right on. No midfielders from Peterborough? Come on. No. No. What's with the midfielders in Peterborough? What's the deal? Actually, I can play both. I can play defense and forward. Okay. And some of them are so probably more sleepy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Great. Great. So, Brandon, come a little closer. Yeah. If you don't mind. I somehow recognize your name. Um, you're a DJ, right? Yes. I yeah, am. I thought so. And were you in Prince Edward Island last summer? Uh, yes, PEI, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very specific, Debbie. Uh, yeah, I thought so because when I called your dad to arrange an interview with you, um, you uh, were actually in PEI. <laughs> yes, I was. That's where the nationals were being held for soccer. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. you folks have been playing at a really high level for a while. Oh yeah, yeah. Wow. I've been on the team for at least uh, seven years, but I've also played soccer when I was younger too. So. Really. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you got a call like uh, Dylan did. Oh uh, yeah, and actually. My story from my part of the story was is, um, one of the defenders on the Brampton team actually got injured. So they decided to call one of our coaches in Peterborough and said, oh, who do you got for your good defender? So they talked to Patrick Henry, which is our coach uh, from Peterborough. <laughs> so then um, uh, he, he called, called me and my dad was actually home. I was actually at swimming at the time. So I didn't even know what was going on. So I was uh, every Thursday night I was going to swimming. So I came home Thursday night. So my dad started looking at me. And I'm like, why are you looking at me weird? <laughs> and he's like, well, I'm like, well, what? He's like, well, your coach, one of your coaches called coach who? Patrick, he said. And I said, why would Patrick be calling? So he said, well, would you like to go to the nationals? And I said, nationals for what sport? He's like, soccer? And I said, oh yes, 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 I'd like to go to soccer. So it was, it was funny, because you just saw my face. Anyway, so I said, he said soccer, so I had to call Neil that night and say, Neil's the coach for Brampton. Okay. He, said, he said to me, he's like, you need to call Neil right away. We need to get this going, because you're being picked up from, uh, from Brampton. So he called Neil, and that was it, and I had to sign forms and papers, so, and uh, um, I also, uh, for the national games, um, we only needed one goal for soccer, so I scored the first goal, and then we just, and then one of our second players scored the second, Nice. so just to clinch the spot. Right Terrific. Right yeah. Yeah, that's good. And then how did you find out about Abu Dhabi? Well, see, this is the thing. Um, it was basically, it, they had to quickly decide who's going. And really, um, they were actually going to draw names out of a hat, I was told. So our Brampton team um, got chosen by coaches and other volunteers and said, okay, these guys need to go to the Worlds. So that's when they decided, is 
we're going to the world. And we were actually in Montreal when this was all happening too, after uh, Nova Scotia. We got the wow. phone call, guess what, you guys are going to Abu Dhabi. And then you should have heard my dad. Oh, yeah. Well, yelling, really exciting, yelling and right? go back. <laughs> it's pretty exciting. Oh, yeah. Oh, and and cool. to go with somebody on your own team. Yeah, and yeah. Dylan and I knew each other since like grade. What? Grade six. Really? Who knew you'd be world class athlete? World class athlete someday. Yeah. I know. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. What you folks on the radio can't see is that all three of our guests are, are wearing some really great Canada swag for Abu Dhabi. So, all right, really cool stuff. So, Crystal, let's have a chat with you for a minute too. Okay. Um, how long have you been bowling? I've been bowling for about six years. Okay. And um, how did you get picked for the uh, Team Canada? So how they pick for bowling is you get an overall medal and it's placed on what your overall medal is. So if you, since I got gold in that overall medal, they pick that. That's how they pick it, I believe. And are you um, bowling individually or are you on a team? We're at, we go as a team and then we bowl as a team, doubles, and then individuals. Wow. So we have three events that we have to do. Oh. Okay. And so how many of you are, you're the, you're the only one from Peterborough? I'm the only one from Peterborough, yes. Okay. And, and then there are how many others? Um, there's four to a team and there's 16 athletes for Team Canada for 10 pin bowling. Okay, that's great. Yes. Yeah. Um, so now you leave, you folks leave next Thursday. Yep. How long is the flight? 14 hours. Wow, that's, that's a long <laughs> flight. You want to catch the pooch there, Simon? I got him. Right, okay. Uh, and um, now it's it's um, kind of funny that uh, you're going, you guys are going to play soccer. And, uh, and bowling, bowling not so much because it's an inside sport. Yes. Anyway, oh. but soccer is definitely an outside sport. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's hot there, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. how are you practicing or keeping up your stamina? Yes. Um, so we go every Monday and Sundays to practice back and forth. My dad takes me, and we play indoors, indoor soccer. Oh. Obviously not outside in the winter. Right, right. <laughs> I yeah. mean, if what you, you want to play in the winter, I mean, that's a whole other story. But I mean, indoor soccer is great too. So yeah, yeah, it gives you more chances to uh, build your skills. Mm -hmm. and, yes. Uh, and show people that on the team that you're going to keep up with your uh, your uh, exercise once a week, and hopefully that one uh, um, once a week will end up to be. 180 days that it was until, the, until now, and then when you get out there, then you'll have a better chance of winning a medal versus no chance. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Oh, that's good. I'm at the bowling alley twice a week. Are you? Oh, yes. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Here in Peterborough? Yes. I also do five pin bowling too. Okay. So I would go from doing my five pin stuff and then go right over and do ten pin. All right. right after, so. Yes. Yeah. Now, do you do any lawn bowling in the summer? No, I don't. Okay. No, I'd probably be good at it. Yes, you probably would. <laughs> but the competition's going to be. 
pretty intense, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's quite a yeah. step up from if you're the if you're the best one that we've got in Peterborough, you're going to the best ones in the whole world. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, that's right. Now, do you have uniforms that you uh, oh, that yeah. you'll be wearing? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We've got two sweaters, a pair of pants, and then our uh, socks and stuff, and then Crystal explained what she got. I got basically the same thing. I just got an extra pair of pants that they gave us rollers. So. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Our shirts are red and black and white. All right. Yeah. Ten of the colors, that's right? right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's what you're wearing now? The, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is part of the uniform. We could take this, but we have like a whole other, like our bags are huge. Uh -huh. And they filled them up. Representing Peterborough, representing Canada. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations. Well, mostly Canada. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mostly Canada. <laughs> but I mean, Peterborough too. We are, we are from Peterborough, but we want to also represent Canada as well. There's For a lot sure. more going on than just the sport. No. Yes. There's going to be stuff that you get to do with the other athletes, and you've got to tell the story of Peterborough. You've got to tell everybody about how cool it is here. The other athletes oh, yeah. like us from Team Canada will get to go on a tour down there, get, to get their feedback on ourselves. We're staying in Dubai for three days. Yeah, for wow. Dubai did three days. Most town. Um, fly on their airplane. Got three. Uh, got four pictures of their uh, athletes on the, the airplane. Yeah, we saw that already. That was cool. cool. So out of that 190 countries, there's got to be uh, half of them are probably soccer, basketball, and bowling. Soccer is a big sport there. Um, there's about 20, I think 20,000 people are spectators as well as volunteers and family members are going to be watching. Yeah. So, and bowling has, I can't remember how many bowling has. I can't remember. Our bowling alley has, our bowling alley has 48 lanes. Really? Yeah. All right. huge. Yeah. And so, are you prepared for the hot weather? Oh, yeah. I think, I think so. I mean, anti Ganesh was like, <laughs> like really hot. Like I'm talking really hot. My shoes uh, yeah. are soaked. Oh my goodness. Oh, it was bad. Mostly uh, weather down there. They say it's like it's, it's dry heat. It's dry heat. So basically, it'd be like about 27, 28, right? Uh -huh. 25 to 27. But I mean, at night it gets cool. Yes. Cool at night. But they say um, since it's dry heat, apparently if you leave like a keys or a car keys or anything in your pocket, they apparently they can get so hot that when you go and touch them. You, with your hands, it can burn your hands off. Oh, wow. Oh, no. I think that's Saudi Arabia. Oh, yeah. Hopefully, you all return in one piece. Yes. Oh, yeah, we should definitely Hopefully, we turn back up with the gold. With, the gold. with a few yes. extra pieces, actually. Yeah. That's yes. a really good point. Yeah, well, all we'll the best of luck to you. Yes, and we'll be very anxious to hear how you're doing. I hope uh, maybe, uh, do you know Teresa Hewitt? Tracy Hewitt? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll be in touch with her to hear how you're doing, and uh, we'll pass it along to the listeners of Insight Peterborough. Thanks so much for to all of you, and all the very best of luck. Yes, thank, thank you. you so much. And if you want to go on uh, ESPN, um, it's, it's, it's being televised. It's being televised. Oh, wow. Cool. So yeah. Can you say that again nice and loud? ESPN. 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 Yes. Okay. okay. All right. We'll, we'll so keep you can go on the website, or you can go on the TV and watch it either way. All right. All right. Enjoy your celebration tonight. This party's for you folks. Yes. yes. Thank, you. thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Great interview, Devin. That was awesome. All right. Yeah, that was. It was fun and to do that. They're on their way today. Is that or yesterday? Yes. Yeah. I I don't know 
I think that I asked uh, how long the flight was, and I think they said something about 13 hours. Wow. So I don't know what time their flight yet left yesterday, but uh, I'm sure they're just settling in right about now. So all the best of luck, and hopefully somebody out there associated with Special Olympics will let us know how they're doing. And uh, that that gives me a good opportunity to say that if anyone wants to get hold of Simon and me, all they have to do is email InsightPeterborough at gmail.com. InsightPeterborough at gmail.com. Nikki Yanofsky sang a song at um, one of the uh, recent Olympic uh, Games. And it's called, I believe? I believe it is called that. You believe it is? Okay. When my heart must stand alone On this lonely path I've chosen Like a house that's not a home Sometimes when I feel I've had enough And I feel like giving up You will need to be all I can be Now nothing can stop me
I believe with Nikki Well, you know, there aren't many Friday, March 8th. What? This time. Uh, pardon me? <laughs> well, um, it only happens, what, once every seven years? Oh, okay. When March 8th lands on a Friday or Friday lands on a March 8th, whichever you want. Fair enough. Um, so this uh, gives us a great opportunity to celebrate International Women's Day. And that's what we're going to do in a couple of uh, minutes. Um, and we'll have a chat with a dynamic woman with a disability in town. Uh, but first, let's uh, kind of set the theme a little bit with uh, some music by uh, Shania Twain is that right yep yeah. sure uh, man I feel like a woman let's go girls
Wow. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was loud, pretty high energy. Yeah, well, she feels like a woman, that's for sure. She wants to tell everybody. And I guess so. Do you feel like a woman? Yes, I oh, do. Uh, yes. Happy to be a woman. Right. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Not a lady. That just doesn't suit me, but a woman. <laughs> well, all right. And uh, we're going to chat with a woman now, and she is Haley Burrett. Hi, Haley. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Good. Welcome to the show. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me. So can you tell us a little bit about your story? You know, a little bit of, uh, you know, your life history if you want to, and uh, kind of let us in on whatever you feel like letting us in on. All right, so um, my name is Haley, as these guys have said, and um, I'm 27 years old, and I have something that's called cerebral palsy. Um, this is a disability that affects the, sig the brain signal that comes uh, or that goes to your uh, limbs to tell them to move and things like that. There are varying dis uh, degrees of this disability, um, but I don't think that having this disability defines who I am. It's just a part of who I am. Just like being a woman is just a part of who I am. And um, I volunteer in the community here in Peterborough with CPD, Council for Persons with Disabilities, Heads Up for Inclusion, HUI, and I also work for uh, a nonprofit organization called Junior Achievement. Okay. Were you born here in Peterborough? I was, yes, born and raised here. Ah, very good. So you kind of know the town inside and out. Yes. Oh, great. Good. Mm -hmm. And um, what school did you go to? So I graduated from St. Pete's. Oh, right. Yes. And did you find that fairly accessible? Yeah. Um, I find both of the the Catholic high schools to be very accessible within Peterborough and um, even when I have visited other um, high schools in Peterborough they seem to be very accommodating. I think they're all making an effort to try and do the best they can with the infrastructure they've got, eh? Yeah, like that's important. Like if you can see where people put their best effort or their best foot forward, that's um, what counts, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we need to recognize sometimes is that um, being accessible doesn't always mean having an accessible entrance with a door button, um, but it means having um, maybe the staff to to do that mm -hmm. and or be polite enough to kind of assist in different ways. Attitude means a lot, doesn't it? It does, definitely. <laughs> yeah, and they're working on it. Yeah. That's a part of it, eh? Yeah. The, the theme of International Women's Day this year uh, gets chosen, I guess, by UN, and this year's theme is Think Equal, Build Smart, and Innovate for Change. How perfect could that be that we're, we're here talking about disability, we're talking about women, and we're talking about Peterborough? Yeah. Think Equal, Build Smart, and Innovate for Change. Cool. How fitting. Yes. 
And really all of the organizations that you work or volunteer for do that sort of thing, don't they? Yeah, I mean, um, it is very honoring to be part of uh, both the CPD and um, Council for Disabilities. Um, and they really strive for inclusion and participation of all individuals. And so that's really what I think my motto and um, outlook is and where I want to put my energy and time into um, because I want to see positive change for everyone. Right on, for everyone. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah. So what kind of things do you do or jobs or whatever what what are you called on to do uh, for the uh, council for people with disabilities um so i'm one of their facilitators program facilitators for the time in my shoes program uh, with hui heads up for inclusion i am a connector and just general volunteer with them as well okay and just as a as an fyi for all you folks out there Haley is a fantastic facilitator so there's lots of things lots of facilitation opportunities for Haley, and she she certainly uh jumps in with both feet and and does a great job so i've certainly gotten to see that oh thank you <laughs> both on your own and with your service dog helen yes yeah is she listening to us out there I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> no, she was left at home today. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So, um, and and I know that Tim's uh, time in my shoes um, crew goes goes out to various schools and that sort of thing, and uh, I think they're beginning to do some businesses, talk to some businesses as well, which is good. Yes. Yeah, they've got a business program, and, and it's going really, really well, mm -hmm. yeah. largely thanks to the work of Jason uh, King, King and, and mm -hmm. the other folks at CPD, and, it, it yeah, it's going really well. Yeah. Great. Now, what does uh, Heads Up for Inclusion uh, do? Are, are they mostly uh, uh, working with people with autism, or have I got a narrow, too narrow view on that. So I think the best way to think of it is um, to think of something like a uh, boys and girls kind of model for persons with disabilities. So generally what happens, our, our first um, program was within the schools, and what would happen there is uh, students, typical students, would be paired with uh, a student with some sort of disability, not necessarily uh, a developmental disability or those kind of things. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. To, to just help to include folks who might not be being included. Yeah, to right. create friendships. Yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah that's important. Hi hide mentorship deep within friendship. Yes. I think that that's like an, an, or it's a, an absolutely intended thing is... I think it's important to recognize that no matter your ability, it's important that 
you feel like you have somebody to lean on and to um, be friends with, and and that is definitely shown within that organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, think equal. Yeah. Is that uh, that's a, that's one that's of the. That's fair enough. Yeah, yeah. that's perfect. Uh, yeah. That's perfect. So. So whether uh, the friend that you make or the mentor that you have has a disability or not, it's important to be able to make friends. Yes, because these are also lifelong friendships, right? Um, This program has even expanded to the community. So we take individuals from um, mainly the uh, college and university and pair them with members that have, um, like, disabilities or maybe new Canadians and and pair them with these individuals to get them to know the city and what's sort of happening here in Peterborough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would really be important Yeah, to be able to do that. Yeah, we always seem to come back to the point that Peterborough is a special place and that uh, this this community is really supportive of all that kind of stuff. It sure is. Yeah, yeah. And I think that the community, the city, and, and the other organizations are all trying to to think equally and to build smart and to innovate for change. Would you agree? Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Um, the people that have the power to make change definitely try to listen to those who have concerns and... Um, try to bring them to the forefront and I think that's why it's important for um, organizations like CPD and HUI to um, go to events like the Power Hour that we had last week Mm -hmm. and be able to have um, questions answered by all three levels of government or at least have that opportunity, right? Yeah. Because it's important that everyone's voice is heard, no matter uh, race, gender, or ability. I think that's important, too. And the power hour is why um, Simon wasn't with us last week, because um, he had to be involved with that. And Phyllis sat in that chair. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Did a fine job. And now let's talk, uh, if we can, a little bit about what, you do with uh, junior achievement yeah why don't we talk about that Haley (laughs) (laughs) so um, I am a program coordinator for junior achievement I um, coordinate the delivery of our mini program mainly anyways Um, this program is for adults and people of any ability and we try to bring financial literacy job readiness and entrepreneurship to all those who want to listen and then on the flip side of that i also work with um students from grades three to about eight um because that's sort of my age range but Junior Achievement has programming uh, from grades three up. So All right. Yeah, and we've got a really cool, uh, just full disclosure, I also work with JA and I work directly with Haley. Mm-hmm. And we have an amazing program, which 
we're trying to get bodies in the room for, but in its in its conception and its idea, it's a really uh, you know bringing financial literacy programming to the folks that need it the most. And Haley's leading the charge cool. uh, on that. So, Wonderful. so uh, we've got a cool partnership going on and some ideas being passed around. I'm not sure how much. Like you're welcome to share whatever mm-hmm. you feel like is. Uh, I feel like a large part of, anyways, that mini program is really empowering people or at least that's what I would like to see that vision be one day is is seeing be seeing it be like a tool for uh men, women, anybody, right? Mm-hmm. To gain more skills. Um because financial literacy is so important to everyone mm-hmm. and you need it at n- no matter what stage you are in. And mm-hmm. Even though it's maybe not the most interesting topic, it will really help you later. Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah, and 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 something that keeps coming up is that uh, the people that need this program the most—I mean, th- those folks who need to learn about budgeting and who need to learn about uh, um, money management—are are oftentimes the ones that are the hardest to get to come into the room to to do a seminar about that. So, so we've we're looking at kind of interesting ways to get people in the door, pizza, etc. Uh, but but ultimately, we want to do this program to as many folks that need it as possible. And, and uh, yeah, none of that would be possible without Haley. So Yeah. And hopefully, actually, I just submitted an application to 100 women for an opportunity to speak in front of 100 women, Peterborough. Wow. For those who do not know, maybe, it's a organization... Uh, built or a, it's a club sort of built uh, of women, who, uh, powerful women within the city who will donate um, monies to uh, a cause and hopefully we get drawn for some of their fundings. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So. And um, if you do, or I mean, if you don't, or even if you do, there are also places like the Quota Club and Lioness and um, other women's organizations around town that might also help you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Terrific. Mm-hmm. So I guess as the only male in the room i mean i'm sitting here with with two uh, very empowered very capable individuals uh, how important is it to have examples of of women in positions of power and how uh, p- women women with disabilities in positions of power like how important is it to have those kinds of uh, role models and examples you go ahead i think um for me that's where my career journey started is because i had um i i participated in a program called the independence program it's something in toronto where you uh sort of learn to live with a disability downtown toronto Mm. the um what is now the uh, social worker for the program was the youth facilitator at the time. She um, has a physical disability, has gone to the University of Toronto 
gotten her master's in social work cool. and now works for Humber North. And so this was sort of my role model growing into my career and things like that. Just saying, yes, this is possible. And I feel like um, that those people are important because, A, yes, she's representing the popula population of women, but she's also representing persons with disabilities. Mm -hmm. And even um, for um, something like Junior Achievement's World of Choices event, I said to our coordinators there, it would be interesting to have somebody with a disability in careers mm -hmm. to be represented at that event because it's like a... Um, it's like speed dating for careers, I guess, for kids, <laughs> grades 10 and up. Yeah, youth get to ask, you know, how, how did you get to where you are and so cool. on. Yeah. But, I, but I guess that's kind of a good theme, like the think equal part of our, uh, our uh, International Women's Day. I mean, people have to think that they have the same opportunities. Yes. And people have to see the, you know, people that are like them represented in positions of power. So. And I think that's sort of where my point was going is that, like... Um, Persons with disabilities and women with disabilities aren't necessarily pictured within the community very well, whether that be media or just anywhere, right? So having those role models is important so that that people believe that it is possible. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Because that's even where this International Day of the Woman started, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. So... Yeah. Quite often when people with disabilities are portrayed in the media, they're either portrayed by somebody who doesn't have a disability, yeah. oh. which really gets under my skin, or they're the only thing that they talk about is their disability. And I think it would be really good if the media would include people with disabilities as just a part a part of the community yeah yeah uh, Devin, we should we should have a show entirely about disability and fiction because i think there's so many examples that we could even just explore oh, right? yeah. about where you know the the people with disabilities are vilified they're the evil person in the show and, yeah. and it just doesn't you know uh, it's pretty consistent actually from from my view and yeah, I think that they should just be, we should include them and hide them in there. Like, we don't need to address it. We don't need yeah. to point the camera and talk about it like that. Let's just keep them included and, and go on with the story. It's about the story, not about the disability. Right. But then, too, that touches on, like, being the token disabled person, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah. then that's something that I'm sure even you, Devin, have experienced in your lifetime. You have a little mm -hmm. bit more experience than me. and. So yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> just kind of like even the experience that I do have with it, it's so, sort of difficult to navigate sometimes because it's really trying to find your voice. And I feel like that's what today is about, giving women a voice, right? And, yeah. and without complaining about it. Like I feel like some of these days that are dedicated to certain populations are sort of viewed in a negative way because it just says oh well that gives it that gives that population the right to complain for this one day mm -hmm. but i don't think that's 
what this should be about. No, it should be no. about empowering those who really respect women and women who um, want to make change. Yeah, definitely. And have made changes. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right on. Just uh, to answer your question, Simon, yes, too, please. about our role models and that sort of thing. One of my role models when I was growing up actually lived right here in Peterborough. And uh, she was um, Betty Swans or uh, Betty Robinson. And uh, I remember coming with um, my friend Barb uh, from school and um, going to, to their home that they had at the time on Park Hill. And I, I noticed, you know, I, I kind of um, paid attention to how Betty ran her home and uh, had everything just ticking along nicely, um, no problems, you know, everything ran very smoothly. And I, I remember thinking, wow, if she can do that, maybe I can. Yeah. And she had a visual impairment as well. So, I mean, she was a great role model for me. And another one was um, I went to school in uh, Montreal for the first few years. And uh, the principal for a while was uh, a blind person. It was a school for blind people. But anyway, she had uh, another adult and me at her home. And um, even, you know, I would have been maybe eight or nine. But she dished up a bowl of ice cream all by herself. And I thought, as a child, that was pretty cool. <laughs> so you really do need to see somebody who can can do something, and then you go, wow, they can do that, so I can too. Yeah. yeah. Don't you think, Kaylee? Yeah, I, I, that's why we're talking about these people, yeah. right? Because we remember them at some point in our life, and, mm -hmm. and making that um, conscious effort to to really be role models for us mm -hmm. and... Uh, even if they don't know they're being role models for That's us. That's right. That's they, right. They sometimes end up being that. So it's very important to remember who you're speaking to all the time and, mm -hmm. and just try to uh, remember that everyone, especially in today's age, is watching you, right? Like, yes. We're so connected in social media, in the community now. Like, it's so easy to be connected that. Um, we forget that we're representing a city and a province and mm -hmm. we want to be sort of at the forefront of that, right? Yeah. Absolutely. And we're very, very nearly out of time here, but it's really great to have have both of you in the room here. I mean, Devin's been an expert longer than we've been alive, Haley. <laughs> and 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 you're you're kind of just exploding into the community with all the stuff that you're doing. So you're both inspirational women, and I think that you're both role models for other people. And I think we should be continuing to to work together and try to get that message out there. Uh, yeah, I feel very privileged to be here. Well, thank you, Simon. And yes, thank you. Uh, yeah, thanks, Haley, for being with us. Yes, thank you for having me. And. Um, 
Uh, thanks for being such a di- dynamic woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. What do we get, What do we have to finish off with, or do we, we have got some time? Anne Murray. We're going to leave playing while we wrap up the show. So some Anne Murray and just another woman in love. Here. Bye, everybody. Bye, bye. I'm strong. I'm sure. I'm in control. A lady with a plan. Believing that life is a neat little package I hold in my hand I've got it together, they call me the girl Who knows just what to say and do Still I fumble and fall, run into the wall Cause when it comes to you I'm just another woman in love, a kid out of school, a fire out of control, just another fool, you touch me.